You're listening to Wellbeing Connection, the CMHA Manitoba and Winnipeg podcast. I'm your host, James Wellsman. The Canadian Mental Health Association, Manitoba and Winnipeg, wishes to acknowledge that we are gathered in Treaty 1 territory at the crossroads of the Anishinaabe, Métis, Cree, Dakota, Ojibwe Nations, and on the traditional lands of the Anishinaabe peoples and the homeland of the Métis Nation. Join James, Stephen, and their guests, Project Coordinators Shelby and Ainsley, as we highlight the Thrival Kits program, a partnership between CMHA Manitoba and Winnipeg and Manitoba Advocate for Children and Youth. Thrival Kits are shoebox-sized kits that students fill with small, meaningful items as they complete classroom challenges and activities throughout the school year. Activities are focused on mental health promotion. These daily practices protect and promote mental well-being. You will learn the background story of this initiative, gain perspective on children's rights, and learn about what is being done across the province of Manitoba to promote mental health for grades 4 to 6. Visit thrivalkits.ca to learn more. None of the content in this podcast is intended to replace the advice given to you by your medical team. If you are in crisis, please phone the Manitoba Suicide Prevention and Support Line at 1-877-435-7170 or text CONNECT to 686868 for the Kids Help Phone. Hey everyone, hey listeners of Wellbeing Connection, it's James, I'm co-hosting with Steven today and we have Ainsley and Shelby from Thrival Kits, which is a partnership between CMHA Manitoba and Winnipeg and Manitoba Advocate for Children and Youth. So Steven, do you want to have a quick word just about Thrival Kits? Well, that would be a familiar sound to many that are involved in Thrival Kits. And I'm just super excited about this project. I've been involved with Thrival Kits uh, here at the CMHA for, I guess, just over you know a year and a half, maybe almost two years. But I know that we have a guest here, uh, Ainsley, uh, with the Manitoba Advocate for Children and Youth, Macy for short, uh, that has been involved uh, with Thrival Kids right from the start. Great history of really having teachers and educators, clinicians, students, parents, people coming together to really co-design the shoe box-sized mental health promotion project. And Ainsley, I would just love for you to talk about a piece of Thrival Kit that really just gets you just jazzed. Well, it's, uh, uh, thanks, Stephen. Um, so, you know, the entire project is such an exciting example of how magic can really happen inside of a, of a classroom. So when we set out, uh, you know, with CMHA, Management Advocate and CMHA set out together uh, in this partnership to, um, to enhance the experience of mental health and wellness in the classroom for young children between the ages of 8 and 12, um, we really had no idea the type of magic and how powerful a little simple project was going to be in the hands of kids. And as is often the case, when you put something really simple in the hands of kids, their creativity and their passion and their insight just really breathes a whole new level of 
uh, of excitement into what really is a set of very simple principles and very simple activities curated and uh, and brought together into this little shoebox. And um, so the things that I would say are uh, really jazz, uh, jazz me out uh, about this project is really just watching individual kids take this project and really make it their own. You know, one of the things that we often get asked um, from people in the community is like, can you show me a travel kit? And um, we always warn them that the travel kits that are right off the production line are extremely boring looking. They're so boring. They don't actually um, show how incredible this project is, but you put a boring kit and some basic activities in the hands of an eight-year-old, a nine-year-old, 10, 11, 12-year-old, at the end of a school year, that kit is going to be bursting with magic and insight. And that's the thing that I love the most about travel kits. That's really, really so cool. I love all the passion behind this. And I know that this has been such a huge rollout, reaching tens of thousands of students, reaching more each year. Uh, Shelby, I'd like to hear from you because you've worked alongside me as coordinator for travel kits myself for Speak Up. I want to hear some of your background and what you bring to Thrival Kids. I grew up as the child of two teachers. And so uh, my, my upbringing was in a school off time. After 3.30, I spent many hours in a school. And um, I worked in this school as well with, with kids and, and supporting their needs when I joined, just before I joined the team, Travel Kids team, and I'm so excited I get to be a part of a project that really levels the playing field for students. So this kit's accessible to all students across Manitoba, which means that the students in rural communities that might not have the same access to mental health literacy programs and might not have the same access to other mental health supports, they do have access to travel kits as long as it's being delivered by their school and, and they can take part in this, this project. And like Ainsley said, the autonomy building, these kids take these kits and they, they make them their own and um, they become a community in their classroom in a whole new level than just peers before. They, they We've heard from teachers that the empathy that grows for one another is so magical. These students are, are starting to see their peers as individuals with feelings and emotions. And, and really, um, they're growing in their, their journeys together in a different way. Shelby, it sounds like you've been doing travel kits for like decades based on how you've articulated so well what Thrival Kits uh, is really meant to do uh, and be in those classrooms. I often hear from people that, you know, gosh, Stephen, I don't know much about mental health and like I'm not a clinician. Um, how do teachers, educators, you know, really get involved in facilitating this? You know, what's involved in that? So you visit our website, thrivalkits.ca. And there's some information there. There's videos you can watch introducing the project to you. Um, there's a form you can fill out to get in contact with me or a member of the team to hear more information, as well as there's a registration form. And so the registration forms for schools that are interested in participating in the project. 
and um, you can fill out all that out and you'll be hearing from me about, about how to be involved in the project more. If you're enrolled, then we do orientation and the kits are sent to you. So um, we really want to be a support for all the facilitators and teachers that are delivering this program. We want them to feel like uh, there's somebody available to answer any questions that they may have to really make this as smooth a process as, as possible. We know that mental talking about mental health is and can be difficult for people who have maybe not practiced that as much within their classrooms. And so I'm here as a support and my team with Thrival Kids is here as a support to make sure that that goes as smoothly as possible for all teachers who are facilitating the program to their students. I got to say too, when you go on the website, it really brings home how impactful this is to kids. Like you see some people that are, they're meditating, they're writing in their journals and they're so proud of what they've done. I really encourage you to watch the video if you haven't checked it out on the Thrival Kits website, thrivalkits.ca, and you will just be amazed as hopefully as I was. So Ainsley, I, I love Thrival Kits and I love how it's evolved from having Thrival Kits, you know, in the project team's, you know, uh, trunk of their car, you know, bringing them to schools to now dispensing, you know, uh, almost 30,000 kits with the hope this year to exceed that to 32,000 kits. And I'm just, I'm just wondering, you know, help our listeners understand just that momentum that's been created and, and, and what's the cost of this, you know, like who's, who's fitting, putting the bill here. So who's fitting the foot in the bill has really changed over the years. In the early days, before we had any sort of stable investment, um, it was our two offices. It was CMHA and Macy that sort of found savings inside of our internal budgets and assigned staff in kind, um, you know, leveraged our partnerships in the community to um, to get people to sign on to uh, to bringing this little fledgling project into uh, 19 classrooms was our first year, 19 classrooms and 450 students, um, six different schools inside the Winnipeg um, school division. And that's how we started. And, uh, you know, we we were testing out a lot of stuff at the time. We had spent a full year gathering research and analyzing um, information about what was going to work best for this particular age group. And how could we make sure that the project was going to be as accessible to people who come from, you know, as teachers, really a broad range of disciplines and uh, comfort levels with mental health conversations. And we wanted to make it as simple for people who are, you know, really familiar and empowered in their own lives to talk about mental health as we as we would for teachers who are less comfortable with those conversations and maybe haven't broached that topic inside their classroom yet. And so we tested out a lot of stuff in the early years. Um, you know, we always listened again to, to feedback from teachers, to what the evidence um, was telling us. And over the years, you know, that was, so our first 
year was um, fall of 2017 is when we rolled out the project for the first time inside those six schools in Winnipeg. And um, we got a ton of feedback. And what we found really quickly was that we didn't actually have to advertise the project because teachers were so excited about it. And we're seeing tangible changes in their classroom culture, kids asking for help, but they needed it. Peers helping each other, things on the, you know, on the schoolyard during recess, um, issues that were popping up naturally in, in peer groups were being um, worked on and facilitated by kids using the skills that they were learning inside for advocates. And so you know, teachers are typically a pretty interconnected group. And so the word started spreading like wildfire um, throughout the province and beyond Manitoba as well. Um, but the word spread. And so we found that, uh, you know, after the first year, we had we had many more schools coming on board. And as you referenced before, this year, we're looking at potentially 32,000 kids across the province who are going to have access to this project. So the growth has been uh, explosive in some regards. We could not have in the early days, like in our wildest dreams, had ever anticipated that it was going to grow this quickly. Right from day one, one of our one of our visions has always been a kit for every kid. And that's always been the way that we thought about it. It's like, what can we do to make sure that we can get this project into the hands of every um, kid across the province? Um, you know, in that age range of, you know, grade four to six classrooms, a kit for every kid. And so that's always what we've driven to. And, um, and so we've been really excited, uh, you know, in 2019, the provincial government, after hearing from many teachers and many administrators and checking in with our offices and hearing from the community that this was a project that really had some potential, um, they came in and announced a, a sizable investment. And so it's because of the provincial government's investment that we were able to really uh, expedite that, that growth um, and move from, you know, uh, in the third year, we were at 4,000 students and we jumped it all the way up to about 28,000 students uh, the following year. And so that, that would not have been possible without the investment from the provincial government. I imagine our listeners are just their their jaw is, has dropped by now, and it's it's amazing that I know that educators had that vision of something that I can do that's embedded into the classroom a few moments each day, and and again we start with that chime right, and and then as teachers educators get more comfortable with the content you know they 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 really personalize it. And so I know, Shelby, you work alongside of uh, many of these leads within the schools and wondering if you can talk about you know, what are they saying about travel kits and how are they really championing this, this incredible project? Well, first, they're telling us that their students are asking for it. So their students are, when, when can we bring out our boxes? When can we work on our thrival kits? So their students are asking to work on these things and they're asking to learn more about their rights and, and mental health literacy and mindfulness. So this is something that they're obviously really, the students themselves are really excited about and, and maybe missing in other aspects. So it's filling, it's filling a, a, a role that they need in their lives. Um, teachers are also saying that the, their classrooms are becoming more community centered. So students are starting to think of their peers as, as individuals with their own thoughts and feelings. 
who are part of their classroom community and, and respect and empathy has gone up tremendously for their classroom, which is wonderful to hear. With all that growth that's gone on in Thrival Kids, it's really a testament to how much mental health has become part of the conversation these last few years, and especially in the last year and a half. And I mean, it just keeps going by with the pandemic. Time keeps flowing on with that. And so I was wondering if you can speak a bit to what the team has done to navigate through the pandemic and address those issues that are going to be coming up for September, 2021. With the pandemic, um, I wasn't a part of the team at that, at that time, because I'm quite recent. I'm four, four months in. Um, but I know that there was a lot of uh, struggles with facilitators and teachers, students not knowing what was going to happen and not knowing what the future held for them as far as their education and how teachers need to interact with their students and how students need to interact with their peers changed. And there was a lot of uncertainty about what was safe and and what was um, okay to do during those times and and included, including now. Um, Thrival Kit's ability to be facilitated in a classroom in, is, is ideal, but those, those lessons can be transferred over, over Zoom, over Skype, um, and more than ever, speaking about mental health and how you're feeling, thoughts of uncertainty, uh, fear, anxiety, those conversations more than ever are important to have with students as they're seeing their own parents, their caregivers, their grandparents, their teachers, the adults in their lives, they see them dealing with the fear of what's happening around them and not and the uncertainty that comes with a pandemic. And having those discussions brings them more sense of, oh, this is what's going on. I, I understand we're we're all we all have these feelings. These feelings are okay, and we're all going through this time of uncertainty together. So to, if I could just add a few things to that, um, I would say that right now kids need stability and they need opportunities to talk about what they're feeling and what this experience in the pandemic has been like and continues to be like for them. Uh, here in Manitoba, we're, you know, in the next couple of weeks, most children are going to be returning to the classroom um, at a time when we don't have vaccines yet for them. And there's been a whole lot of pretty impassioned conversations in their communities about um, the safety of communities, safety of being out in public. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of stuff happening for kids right now in the community. And one of the things that the Thrival Kids Project can do is to offer some of that opportunity for discussion offer um, encouragement around language that we can use to talk about how we're feeling and what our experiences are in a day. And to do that inside of a safe environment that is being led by somebody that they trust, their teacher. And that's one of the fundamental pieces of the Thrival Kids Project is that we see teachers as the experts in their classrooms. And so we wanted to create this project to be able to give those experts in their classrooms um, tools to have these really important conversations. And, you know, never before has it been more important to have those discussions inside classrooms, particularly if you're a kid in early adolescence, where almost all of your daily decisions are being made by other people. 
And so you need opportunities in your life at the ages, you know, between eight and 12, anytime, but really in that particular age range to feel empowered, to feel like you have an understanding of some of the conversations that are happening, how they're going to impact you. What does the future look like? And these are all questions that we, that we dig at inside the Thrival Kids Project. And so, you know, we, we figured out pretty quickly as soon as the pandemic became a reality um, as a project team for Thrival Kids, we, we met quickly to talk about what can we do? How can we, how can we continue to support teachers in this new time that we didn't know what it was going to look like in, in the coming weeks and months? Um, when Manitoba went to uh, mandatory remote learning, you know, we decided as a project team to start offering um, uh, spin-off examples and spin-off activities for teachers on, on a weekly basis. And so we posted regular videos um, that, led, that led teachers um, and students through different activities that were connected to some of the principles inside the Thropicates Project. And so, you know, Stephen did a video or a couple of videos. Those are lots of fun. Yeah, I did some. I did a planting video. Yeah, it's just like it was awesome. Like we just decided we were like we needed to pivot, and it actually um, catalyzed a whole bunch of conversations inside our project team about what else can we do, like even beyond the pandemic. Um, what else can we do as a project team to really innovate and make sure that this project um, is really modern in terms of its ability to to be delivered in a hybrid format remote or in the classroom, um, what can be done so that we can really just provide uh, teachers with as many tools as they can to have these really important conversations with the kids that depend on them every day. I think it also led to uh, some additional funding that we're able to actually use today to, again, adapt to that virtual classroom. And so we're looking really forward to that project. And I'm just curious about what other pieces of innovation are happening with Thrival Kits as it expands? And as, as you mentioned, Ainsley and Shelby, that you want a kit for every kid. What, what's the future look like for Thrival Kits? Um, hopefully really bright. That's what I'm hoping. It is uh, already bright and getting brighter. Um, you know, I think that the, the reach of the kits is going to continue to expand. Um, Stephen, as you know, we've had a lot of interest outside of Manitoba as well. And we've kind of kept everyone outside of Manitoba a bit at bay because we really want to focus on Manitoba kids right now. And while we build the platform and while we build the kits and, um, and so who knows, I mean, there's, there's certainly are opportunities to expand beyond Manitoba, um, into, into other environments where the education system looks a little different, where delivery might look a little different. Um, I think that moving a lot of stuff online and making a lot of virtual options available for teachers is something that is an active conversation at the project table. Um, you know, we've got a lot of tools that are under development. So whether that's, you know, additions and changes to our website, um, you know, some pieces around videos that, uh, that we're, we're hoping to be able to produce in, in the short uh, time ahead. Um, you know, really, we're, we're just always looking for ways to, to continue to pivot and innovate in support of teachers in the classrooms. And, and I know that there's, uh, there's some work being done right now in terms of that Indigenous enhancement and, and even in evaluation of Thrival Kits. And I, and I know 
that it's the commitment of this project team to ensure that this continues to be evidence-based, that it continues to be you know, moving forward with the support of what teachers and what students are experiencing and saying. But wondering if you can talk about that evaluation and you know, that indigenous enhancement uh, that's, that's taking place right now. You know, one of the things that we heard early on from some of the Indigenous educators that were engaged as participating teachers is that a lot of what we had originally created in the Thravikids project really aligned with and mirrored a lot of their worldviews and values. And so um, we knew that while the you know, while the, the classic Thrival Kit Classic Kit, for example, um, you know, does attend to a lot of things that, um, that kids from uh, diverse cultural backgrounds um, understand and want to see, that there are particular pieces that we wanted to attend to uh, with respect to um, First Nations, Métis, and Inuit populations uh, inside our province. And so, um, you know, our approach has been to start with relationship building and start with asking questions around, um, you know, Indigenous educators, what they would want to see. Uh, we've had, like I said, some Indigenous educators participate previously and give us feedback. Um, and so that is, you know, again, with the expansion of some of our funding um, capabilities, we're, we're able to to dedicate some serious resources to, to creating some enhancements to, uh, to the Thrival Kit project that will really closely align with um, some, of the, some of the pieces that um, First Nations folks and Métis folks in Manitoba um, have told us are important to them. So that work continues. Shelby, I'd love to hear what's been done for French language speakers within Manitoba in Thrival Kits. So Thrival Kits is available both in English and French. We have the project French students can receive their Thrival Kits in French and the teachers can facilitate the project in French. Um, this is to cover our, our French uh, communities within the province and our, our French school system. It's, it's out there for our Francophone community, and I think that's really important. Uh, again, additionally, I think it's really important that Manitobans know that this kit is for them. And so we want to do our due diligence in providing travel kits in the way that teachers want to deliver this. And so every year we're hearing from uh, teachers about, about what was it like in the classroom, what would you do differently? And then really creating this community of practice, this community of learning opportunity with, within our, our website for teachers to engage. Now, I have a question for, for all three of you. And, and, and you know, maybe I would even answer this too. Uh, fill in, fill in this, uh, this sentence, okay? If I had Thrival Kits when I was in the fourth grade, what would that look like? I would have had better relationships with my peers. Lovely. Absolutely. What about you, James? I would have a 10-year head start on my mindfulness journey. Awesome. Isn't that so true, eh? You know, it, we, we think of these little nuggets and we just think that they kind of parachute and parachute out. But Thrival Kids isn't like that. It's embedded into the curricula. So I, I love those. What about you, Ainsley? So growing up, I was a really 
timid, shy, and scared kid, which you wouldn't maybe know today. <laughs> Back in the day, I definitely was. And I got really nervous anyone, anytime anyone asked me a question or if I had to speak out loud. And so I think that if I had had an opportunity to go through travel kits when I was, you know, in grade four, five, or six, I probably would have spent less time being terrified at school. Isn't that the truth, eh? Just just thinking of how many kids had that same sort of posture of going to school and and even amidst a, a pandemic of just even, you know, additional fears of the unknown, right? Of uncertainty. And what, what I love about Thrival Kits is for me, I think I would have had a, a greater sense of resilience uh, in my teen years that, that I would be able to respond maybe differently to the trauma and to the, the aspects of living and growing up in such a volatile home. At Macy, your focus is on advocating for children and youth. And the work that you and your team does is, is extraordinary. We know how difficult it is. Yet time and time again, kids are coming to you wanting help. Talk about how the work that you do at Macy is interwoven into the curriculum of Thrival Kids. Sure. Thanks for that question. Um, so at our office, uh, because we're an independent, uh, nonpartisan office of the Manitoba Legislature, um, I have a piece of legislation, provincial law, that, that guides the work that, that our office does. Um, it sets out our responsibilities to provide advocacy services to any young person under the age of 21 who is uh, currently in receipt of or in need of provincial services. Um, and that's inclusive of things like child welfare, adoption, disabilities, mental health, um, education, victim support services, and youth justice. And, um, and so in addition to that, we also have responsibilities around investigating and uh, government accountability and different things like that. So part of our work as advocates for young people is ensuring that young people understand that they have inherent rights in our communities. And so, uh, so in addition to sort of the formal capacity to, to call governments um, to account on how they are designing and delivering services to children and youth in our communities. We also take on the responsibility, which is actually laid out in our legislation, that we have the responsibility to promote children's rights in the community. And that's one of the reasons why one of the, the uh, footholds on which we come to this project, because the promotion of children's rights benefits everybody in the community. It helps young people understand their place and their worth in communities. It helps explain to adults what their obligations are to children, and it holds governments accountable to uh, the agreements that they have signed um, on an international basis around what are gonna be the standards of care for young people. So one of the, one of the pieces that we include in the Thrival Kids Project is a whole unit about children's rights. And one of the things that, um, again, was a bit of a surprise to us in the, in the early days, but has just become you know, a joy for us now, is that kids are often surprised to hear that they have rights. And so the watching children understand that they have fundamental human rights in the community and that they can expect that their schools and their parents and other people that have decision-making power in their lives, that those adults have obligations in their lives, 
it is like watching an awakening of a child in some cases that they start to really understand that they are persons of inherent value in and of themselves that, you know, sometimes as adults, we forget to just let kids be kids, that we're always training them for the future, that these are future adults that we need to get ready for their adulthood. And part of our lessons around children's rights is that children have a right to be children and that we have obligations to young people in our communities because they are inherently in need of additional care and protection and because they sometimes need us to help facilitate things in their lives that they actually have just a fundamental right to. And that includes things like quality education, that includes things like access to mental health and um, and basic health care. It includes access to water. It includes all of these different things. And watching kids go through this exploration of children's rights, you know, we see it um, emerge. There's a lot of things that emerge from that unit. Sometimes what comes out is a classroom of kids that are so on fire for other kids around the province. We've seen uh, classrooms take on projects around clean water in different communities in Manitoba, which is a real pressing issue um, with respect to rights um, that are impacting kids. Uh, you know, we also see kids who realize that they can, they have a right to ask for help when they need it. And it creates these pathways for them to, um, to feel empowered in themselves and to really come to an understanding of how valuable every one of us is that we're, we don't get value by getting older. We're valuable because we are. Brilliantly said. Thank you so much for that. And Shelby, I'd love to hear from you about what CMHA Manitoba and Winnipeg brings to this partnership. Some of the mental health aspects of Thrival Kits. Yes. So mental health for all is one of CMHA's taglines. And that is really shown in, in Thrival Kits in the way that the mental health of the children of our province is, 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 is of importance and of concern and, and making sure that we support the mental well-being of every citizen in Manitoba, including the children. And that's how CMHA brings their piece into Thrival Kits, the mental health literacy and the, the rights to be mentally well. Yeah, without question, you know, Shelby, I think you bring up such a, an important piece and, and Ainsley, like it's it's absolutely uh, really breathtaking to see the engagement of advocacy on the on behalf of of their peers in the fourth to sixth grade. I, I couldn't I can't even imagine that I would be at a place in in my life where when I was in the fourth grade, that I would be taking those steps of advocacy. And I think we could have a conversation for hours. And we know that people have had so many good things uh, that they've experienced, uh, so many good lessons that have been learned. I know that uh, as these roll out in September, people register, people get engaged with that. And then in October, when these kits are delivered, you know, it's 30,000 plus kits are delivered and they get to open them and they get to start coloring on their box and really personalizing it that that every year they get to take that home in June. This has been such an enlightening conversation. It's great to hear more about some of the background and some of the incredible work that's being done 
And for those of you out there who might be listening and thinking, how do I get involved? Shelby, I'm wondering if you can help those people out and speak to what their next steps might be. If you are a student in grades four to six, bring Thrival Kits to your parents, to your teachers, and ask them, this is something I'm interested in. Can we bring this to our classroom? Um, advocate for yourself. You are allowed to ask for your wants and your needs. And Thrival Kits, that's one of our lessons that you, you are allowed to ask and you have your rights and your needs. So um, bring it to your classroom, bring it to your, the adults around you, and hopefully we'll be speaking soon. Next podcast, our next episode, we are going to talk to James Wellsman. Yeah, you got that right. I get to interview James to talk about Speak Up uh, that really bridges that 7th, 9th, 11th grade. And again, that repetition. Thank you to our guests and thank you, the listener, for being with us today. Thrival Kits is using evidence-based practice to promote mental health for tens of thousands of youth in Manitoba. Visit thrivalkits.ca, manitobaadvocate.ca, and mbwpg.cmha.ca to learn more about the Thrival Kits and the organizations that provide this program. We encourage you to share this podcast and the perspectives you learned about children's rights with your loved ones, friends, colleagues, and build well-being connections.